Dark Days of Dorothy Gale contains content not suitable for children. Listener discretion is advised. Darker Days of Dorothy Gale Chapter 39 The Falsifier, The Queen, and the Giant's Well A Space Without Time Dorothy stood over the lifeless body of Vel, Mr and the woodman at her side. "'That's it?' asked Dorothy in disbelief. The wound in Vel's chest seemed small, especially in comparison to the hole left in Sionfa. "'That's all it took to kill her?' Suddenly, Vel's eyes opened wide as she gasped for air. "'Guess that's not all it took.' said the woodman in a deadpan voice. Dorothy offered Vel a hand, and she accepted the help. What... what happened? She asked as she looked down at the open wound on her chest. Zionfa killed you, said Mister. Or at least, that's what we thought, anyway. Who are you? asked Vel, as she looked at the bloody mess on the ground and back to Dorothy. I'm Dorothy. I killed Sionfa. After we thought she killed you. Vel looked at the corpse once more. The spitting image of Dorothy. After she stole your form she said with certainty. Yeah, replied Dorothy, after she stole my form. Vel walked over to the dead body of Sionfa and looked at it. She knelt down for a closer inspection. It was the perfect likeness of Dorothy Gale, completely indistinguishable from the one that stood beside the woodman and the scarecrow. As she reached down to place a hand on Sionfa's face, she felt a sudden sharp pain in her chest. She clutched it tightly as she fell back. Dorothy took steps to run to the aid of her resurrected leader, but felt two distinctly different hands gripping her shoulders. One metal, one leather. She turned to look at her fellow travelers holding her back. She was not so surprised by the woodman's efforts to stop her, but Mister's hand almost felt like a betrayal. It's not safe, said Mister. Is right, said the woodman, as Dorothy shifted her focus to him. For once in his straw-filled life, he's right about something. By the time Dorothy shrugged them off and broke free, Vel was already back with them and her wound appeared to be slowly healing itself. 
The travelers continued their way through and across the scorched desert of brimstone in silence. The time passed slowly, and it felt as though they were making no progress. Each of them still felt somewhat irritable and confused, though none of them let their anxieties boil to the surface. A feat mainly achieved by simply ignoring one another. Everyone stopped once they came to a large, circular lake of pure blue water. It did not stretch across the horizon, though it was clear that walking around it would be a definite challenge, maybe even impossible. "'What the hell is this?' asked Dorothy, as she stood at the water's edge and looked down. Despite the water's clarity and purity, the bottom was not visible." That, said the woodman, is the well. And I wouldn't be standing there looking down it if I were you. Why not? asked Dorothy as she turned to look at him. Monsters down there? Would that surprise you? Right, said Dorothy, regaining a straight face. Nothing else needed to be said. Nice things don't always beget nice things in Oz, let alone the other side. So, what do we do now? asked Mister. Dorothy stepped back from the water's edge and turned to look at Vel for some insight. Instead, she found herself horrified, to the point that only a few choice words managed to escape her mouth. What? The fuck? Jesus Christ, yelled the woodman as he turned to see Vel. Dorothy glanced at him. She even giggled a little. It was weird to hear anyone else in Oz using the name Jesus Christ as an expletive. Mister was somewhat taken aback, but remained silent. After a while, Vel's wound on her chest stopped bleeding. Eventually, it even scabbed over. The scab was large, roughly the size of her hand, maybe even a little bit bigger. It took on a tough, leathery feel. She occasionally tapped it and ran her fingers along its edges. And as it began to itch, she found herself lightly picking at it. As the time continued to pass she noticed another scab on the back of her left hand. It was small and hardly noticeable, but it itched something fierce. She resisted the urge to scratch it and decided it would be best to keep it from her fellow travelers. Soon after the appearance of the scab on her left hand, she found another on her right, this one a little bit bigger and before long another scab formed on her left leg. Lesions and sores began to appear with alarming frequency. Each one quickly crusted over, and soon her entire body was covered by a thick, leathery shell of dried blood and tissue. It's not as bad as it looks, said Vel trying to remain calm, trying to keep everyone else calm as well. Are you sure? 
asked Dorothy. Because it looks pretty fucking bad, said the woodman. Are you in pain? asked Mister. I I don't hurt, said Vel. I'm just a, a little, a little. It it just it just it just itches. It just itches so so badly. Don't scratch, said Dorothy, not thinking of Vel's best interest, but instead thinking of her own. She was beginning to question her sanity since her arrival in Oz, especially since her arrival in the other side. She knew her limits would be pushed if Vel scratched an undeniably large itch. I just... I just... I just... I just can't help myself. <laughs> Everyone watched as she raised a hand to her chest where it all started. With her long, sharp fingernails still intact, she began to scratch. The large scab that covered the wound came loose and fell to the ground with little effort, revealing an area of green, slimy, pus-covered, pruned flesh. Oh, oh much, much better. Yeah. You have no idea how long I've wanted to do that. Dorothy turned and heaved violently, though nothing came up as she had not eaten anything in days. Mister averted his eyes. Even the woodman winced at the spectacle of insanity and self-harm that was unfolding before his own hollowed eyes. Vel continued to laugh and moan in sick relief as she continued to peel away the crusted flesh that covered her body. Dorothy stood up and turned around, only to see Vel completely unscabbed from the neck down. Jesus, fuck, she said as she fought the urge to heave again. Just, just one more thing, said Vel as she reached up and grabbed her head by the hair. Like a child removing a rubber Halloween mask, she pulled the remains of her flesh off and threw it to the ground. Dorothy jumped back as Vel's face landed in front of her, with the sound of a soaking wet towel landing on a bathroom floor. The once beautiful Vel was now a true sight of horror. Her pruned flesh glistened in the desert sun as it dripped and oozed. Vel was dead. Prophecy, hissed the mass of slime and pus in the unmistakable voice of Sionfa. Prophecy. You didn't think I would go down that easily, did you? I don't think easy is the right word, replied Dorothy. Where the prophecy is written, said Sionfa, 
The prophecy is willed. And where the prophecy is willed, prophecy is fulfilled. She raised her hands into the air. A loud rumbling came from the well behind Dorothy and her fellow travelers. They all turned and watched as the water from the well began to raise itself into the sky in a strange reverse storm. As they watched, one by one, three large figures appeared in the fine mist created by the water's exodus. Once the storm was over, Dorothy, against the woodman's advice, peered down into the now empty pit. As far as Dorothy could tell, it was completely void of water, though she could still not see the bottom. Attention shifted back to Sionfa. A torrential rain fell upon her. A wall of water separated her from Dorothy and her companions. As the rain fell on the scorched earth, it created a fine mist of steam. As it cleared, three giants became visible. One to Sionfa's left, one to her right, and one behind her. They were so large it was difficult to see their faces from where Dorothy, Mister, and the Woodman stood. Their bodies were brawny and muscular, yet it was difficult to tell if they were made of flesh or stone. Each giant was nearly identical. They each had large gray lumberjack beards hanging from their chins. None of them were adorned in any type of clothing, though it appeared... Clothing was unnecessary. The giants have been raised, said Sionfa, looking at Dorothy. The well has been drained, and now the sacrifice must be made. The sacrifice being me, said Dorothy. It was not a question. 